Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Lori Farley. Lori's business and voluntary commitments curate and facilitate connections, relationships, and opportunities for social change through entrepreneurship, partnerships, and alliances between various sectors around the globe, including community development, arts, disability, education, and technology. Lori is involved in numerous ventures related to social innovation and socioeconomic development, including Intonovus Canada and Impact Calgary. Let's join Lori now as she has a chat with Stephanie Hackert. Take it away, Lori. Today we're meeting with uh, Stephanie Hackert from VanHack. The women in tech is very important to me. And so what are the sorts of things that you're that you that you feel are important to talk about today? Um, I feel it's very important to talk about diversity. Diversity um, comes in different aspects. So um, obviously I'm a great huge supporter about women in tech. Mm-hmm. But also, also other ethnical groups and age, and it could be everything. Because if we understand the concept of diversity, it applies to to every diversity. Yeah. So, what brought you? What brought you to Van Hack? It's a journey. Um, I personally coming out of the world diversity and inclusion. So I was training tech companies how to engage and attract more diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, me being myself an immigrant. And, um, yeah, all this came together when I got connected to them. I met them, and so I found it was a great fit for me to support. Right. So tell us a little bit about your journey coming, uh, where you come from, how you got here, and sort of a little bit about that, because that's a very familiar story in Canada. It is. So I'm originally from Germany, um, but I left Germany eight years ago. So I was used to live in South America before for more than two years. Right. And after I decided to come to Canada, um, I'm currently living in Vancouver. I picked Vancouver because it's the warmest place in Canada. I'm very <laughs> honest about that. Um, but since then, I got to get to know a lot about Canada and I'm loving it so far. So exactly. Um, I very supportive if it comes because I went through the whole past by myself. How I know exactly how it is to be an immigrant and start a career in, in a different country and also how many stepstones you have to overcome sometimes, but also I got, I was very fortunate to meet the right people in the right moment right. who supported me nice. a lot. And this is where I'm at right now and what I want to give back. Yeah, I think that's important. So tell me a little bit about the leadership role that you're taking uh, supporting women in technology. Um, I'm leading different task force actually. So um, looking back into Vancouver, I supported the community over there if it comes to Vancouver Startup Week or there is a woman in tech together. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm-hmm. It takes place in Seattle and Vancouver currently. We are looking to expand. So um, I'm very supportive if it comes to this too. It's volunteer organizations. Moreover, I'm part of different panels to speak about this topic. Um, I'm a mentor for immigrant women myself um, to help them through their journey. And um, in in Van Heck, I'm um, supporting different initiatives to attract more women from abroad. 
Right. Yes, I. Uh, one of my one of the things that really um, challenges me is when I'm looking at the uh, the teams that people put on their pitch decks, and they want me to support them, and I'm like, um, there's no women on this board or on the tech team, and so why do you think that's still so prevalent? Well, if you're looking into the history of, if you're looking who studies STEM professions, right, there is is, is still a big gap if you're looking how many women and how many Mm. men going into these industries, but we can see a change. So there is a little trend upward, but specifically looking into Canada, there is still the big difference. So I think actually we should start earlier to educate Mm. because usually it's proven that, um, children actually in the age of 11 or 12 making a decision what to study and we have this environment still and everyone is talking oh as a woman you should study business as a woman you're more better in hr and um don't even consider study math study physics and things like this so so a lot of children making their mind up in this age so i think we should start way earlier and more of us women should go into schools in early age and say hey I'm a woman. I'm working in that industry. Yeah. I'm an, I'm a normal woman. I'm not this, I don't mean it in a negative way, but it's still something to see if, if you, you're choosing this path, something is weird, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. And so I think this is very important. Just, just share our, our stories. And yeah. Yeah. I grew up in uh, rural Alberta. The time of, at the time of your, in, in your age, when you do that aptitude test for what your career should be, uh, I just remember distinctly, uh, being told that I should be that there was a number of them, but the one I remember was being a radio engineer tech. And I said, "Well, what is that?" And the teacher in my rural school didn't know what that was, and that's before the advent of the internet. So that meant that I was left to my own devices to figure out what it was. I couldn't figure out what it was. So there's no encyclopedia for that back in the day, and so I didn't. I went into the arts, and but I my I think my aptitudes are for technology. I'm a mm-hmm. bit of a groupie. As many in the rainforest know, I'm a pretty big geek. I have all the cool text uh, tools and, and, and such, and I like to be on the forefront of the, the cool things that are coming out. And so that's why we're involved in virtual reality and blockchain and those types of things. So, yeah, I just wish that there would have been one person that could have put me in the right direction. So, unfortunately, uh, not. So. Do you have any role models that you're following along that are sort of guiding you or, or that you're really aspiring to bring that support to women in tech? I'm, I'm kind of focusing on women in tech. I mean, that's probably not what you're all about, but I think that's what I'm interested in. But I'd like to hear all the other things that you're interested in as well. It's also a big focus on my, obviously, where I'm coming from, and I'm a woman. <laughs> It's it's kind of um, no, <laughs> but I think we all should um, actually be a role model. So um, I'm not looking just into famous people I'm admire. I'm also looking people I met on the way. Actually, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, one wonderful woman, she just told me, you know, um, every time you give back, every time you share something for free, sometimes it's hard, right? Because a lot of people are asking, and yeah. sometimes you think, oh, I don't have time. It will come back. And um, I think this is a pretty honorable advice and it's not always easy because we are all busy. We have a lot yeah. of things to do. But I think if we all follow a little bit this advice um, and supporting each other mm-hmm. and then at the end, it will come back. Do you have a, role, a mentorship role that you play to some young girls or young women or entrepreneurs? Yes, I, I play a mentor role for immigrant women. Mm-hmm. 
So they are in different stages. Some of them are entrepreneurs, some looking into the tech industry. Obviously, some of them um, are outside of the industry. But yeah. So tell us a little bit more about Van Hack and what Van Hack is like. Why does it even exist? <laughs> um, well, it, it exists because if we are looking in the local ecosystem, if it comes to tech, we need more talent. This is just a fact. Mm -hmm. This is um, if we're looking how many companies we have, how many open roles we have in Alberta, but in general in Canada, we cannot fill locally with senior talent. Means we mm -hmm. need to attract additional talent, and um, this is how when Hack actually started because we are working just with international talent. So means we are adding an additional talent pool to the local market, and um, vice versa. We are helping the local market if you. At maybe one senior person helps to actually hire 10 intermediate or juniors locally mm -hmm. coming from the university. Mm -hmm. So the whole ecosystem is actually winning for that. Right. So we're in Calgary today and uh, Rainforest Alberta sort of sprung out of um, Calgary and into Edmonton and, and, and rurally uh, throughout Alberta. We have uh, some somewhere around over 2,000 people who have signed a social contract. And so how does um, that sort of pathway or corridor that you're creating between Vancouver and Calgary, how, how's that looking right now? Well, our name, as our name said, we started in Vancouver, but this was five years ago. Yeah, so exactly. now, exactly. Nowadays, um, we have a big presence also east and in Calgary. Right. So um, I always like to say Calgary is a little bit, I left my heart here because I was the first um, from Van Heck actually who came to Calgary right. a year ago. And I build a lot of wonderful relationship and, and network here. Right. So I see um, Calgary, the ecosystem, if we're looking into tech, is, is smaller, still a little bit more Vancouver yeah. or East, but I see a lot of opportunities and it's growing and it's very, very exciting. If I see what things are going on here and the support in the community. Yeah. So I, I attended several Rainforest events and... Um, it's something unique, the support I, I see here and also how the community all together try to figure out how to make change and then create. Yeah, so awesome. for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, Rainforest, uh, we have uh, every Wednesday lunch without a lunch and uh, all sorts of members from all sorts of versions of the ecosystem come together uh, just to talk about what's going on, introduce each other, get to know each other. And that's actually how we met was at a Rainforest event. And uh what do you see coming up in the future? So now here we are today, we're talking about where you've come from and, and kind of what you've seen. What do you see coming forward in the next one to five years? For myself, I would like to be more engaged in initiatives like talking about diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing a little bit more um, for the Startup Fest in Montreal, for example. I'm right. going to be a mentor and so just share yeah, share more about the initiatives mm -hmm. and how everyone, simple things. I'm looking in job description, right? A lot of job description are very male tailored. Mm -hmm. And so how we can change little things to attract more women. So this is what I personally would like just to help people and share mm -hmm. and also learning and connect to more people. I'll have to keep you in mind because I, uh, whenever Status of Women grant comes out for women in tech, I put together some projects and... And so we're looking for really strong partnerships to, to grow this space because if we don't collaborate and we don't work together, then we're just doing the same siloing that's been happening that's sort of led us to this problem. So it's going to be really interesting to see if and how um, 
the sort of supports for diversity and inclusion um, move forward in Canada. Are, are there do you think do you think that there's any policy implications uh, in Canada that are sort of keeping us moving forward or moving backward? Policies is always a trick, yeah. right? Um, very honest because if we have certain rules in place, for example, quota. I'm not sure what I think about yeah. it because sometimes it might lead people just think Maybe. a woman got hired because it's a woman and it's not the best candidate, yeah. right? And I, I saw that in the past with companies. I think soft quota is good to that everyone is conscious about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, they need to talk about it. If we need rules for it, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I often hear, I've been involved in a number of tech startups and I'm sort of the non-techie person that's kind of the activator helping them get things going. And what I'm hearing is, is we want a female co-founder, but we don't know any. We don't know any women. Mm -hmm. Is that a uh, an, an unconscious bias? Do you think, or there, there's literally no women, or uh, or we don't know how to look hard enough, or what do you what do you, what do you think that there's that there's a gap, and how do how are we going to jump that gap? And it can't be just you, you know, bringing in all mm -hmm. sorts of different kinds of women who can do different kinds of jobs to fill that gap. But maybe that is the case. I'm not sure. It depends whom we are talking to. I think there's definitely unconscious bias, mm -hmm. and people might not look in the right direction. Very honest. Uh, don't know because women and men, it's a different way to attract, right? It's yeah. a different way to attract women or men. So if you don't use the right tools to yeah. attract the right person, you will never get the right person. Mm -hmm. So um, there might be less, who knows? But um, I think there is still a communication or an unconscious bias happening. Yeah. And um, how can we solve it? AI tries to solve it. There will be always a human piece. I think um, a process definitely will mm -hmm. help. Are there some immediate steps that we can take today to move in that direction? Everyone who's listening that could be hiring somebody right now, what what are some of the first things that they should be thinking about that they may not have considered yet? Look in your job description. Mm -hmm. Look in the keywords you're using. Look who you attract. There mm -hmm. are there are like text on free versions where you can run your job description. It's very easy. Um, to run it through and see who do you attract, oh. or actually who do you scare away. Right. Interesting. So what would be some examples of those words or those biases that are built into job descriptions? So the listeners who are going to think about going and looking this information up, they have a bit of an idea what they're going to be looking into. We are looking for a competitive, strong team member. Right. 90%, 95% male candidates will apply. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And it's it's really keywords. Um, and the thing is, um, as a woman, you don't read the job description and identify the words, but automatically, unconsciously, you step away from the job mm -hmm. description. This is what is happening. Yes, I think I've, I've, I've recognized that myself, actually, as you're talking about it, because I think I'm a strong, independent woman, but I know I let lots of opportunities pass by because I think I'm not the perfect person for the role. And I know that men tend to over emphasize maybe some of their abilities and strengths uh, and uh, so they apply for those things even though they might not be qualified yeah interesting Actually, um yeah just confirming what you say there statistics about a man would apply they have a 60 percent of the skills which are required we women looking for 85 yeah and so if you do a lot of nice to have skills if you add this nice to have it will scare us away as well because nice to have becomes must to have right. in our mind interesting yes yeah. I, I i live it and i you know it, it, when you're a fish in the water so i was doing some uh, i was writing a status of women grant around we were trying to uh, create 
uh, an opportunity where uh, we would want to bring in a, a number of the organizations, if, if not all of the organizations that are supporting women and maybe not moving the needle. We want to have a big forum, a working forum around how do we uh, have these conversations to find out where are the gaps, how are we interlacing, how are we um, duplicating our efforts, who's what's not actually working. And so we, we put together this this plan. When I was doing the research for the background of, of why and the, to garner the support of what we would do this, oh my God, I had steam coming out of my ears because you're in it and you forget. You forget how often you've been pat on the head or pat on the butt and you forget that um, th- these things that we just live with are part of our everyday life in our jobs. And uh, that's changing, I have to grant it. There's been a lot of movement forward in, in that in that space, and there's a lot of men that support um, women in these roles, in any role. I want us to be a little bit angry, and I, but I also don't want that to limit us to be, you know, we shouldn't have to put up with those things, but um, it is a, right now that's kind of the way it is. And we have um, advocates and supporters who are men and, and women who are pushing forward on the, the agenda for uh, diversity and equality, and that includes color and, and uh, disability and um, gender considerations. And that's not what everybody's considering. That's what I'm personally mm-hmm. considering because social impact is my is the space that I'm always trying to move people closer into the center. So, do you have any other thoughts about something that you'd like to share that nobody knows about, uh, or something that you're really interested, in, or something that's coming up that's really important to you? That's a good question. It's always so much things coming. I'm, 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 <laughs> now you caught me. <laughs> what I'm excited about. I'm excited about being here. I never experienced Stampede. So you get to go to Stampede. Today is the day, first day of the parade here in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to share that? I'm excited. Yes. Um, I'm wearing my cowboy shirt today. <laughs> I don't have any, but... <laughs> Um, what I'm excited, yeah, I'm excited about what's coming in the future. Um, we have some initiatives coming up, actually, where we just support women. So we have 40 female developers, senior developers coming to Toronto in September. Right. What I'm working at right now, um, from all over the world. So we're at eight countries right now. It's very, very interesting to talk to them and get to know their background. Um, I'm excited to have another event in Calgary. If we're looking in Atlantic, we will be back in October here, beginning nice. of October. And um, for now, yeah, I, I hope to see all of us women actually working more and closer together. Yeah. I, I see a lot of different organizations and a lot of different initiatives, women who code, women in tech, women in here. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of part of a lot. What I personally would like to see that we all kind of partner up because I, I, I think... Agree. We all do it and we do it again and again and every organization do it by itself. But why not? Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really about stacking and supporting and being collaborative and being a collective. Uh, and that, that that is a challenge and, and you know, we 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 don't want to create this idea that there's turf and I think that we as women are pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason uh, there's this space that's not fully uh, realized around the collaboration that we could be doing, and I'm not sure why that happens, but uh, I, I'm really, I'm really trying to push forward on, on making that connection. Now, I'm not in any organizations that support women, but I, I'm a woman who supports uh, gender equity and equality, uh, and I'm a woman who supports uh, fair uh, and equitable work for um, women, uh, diversity, all genders, and so how 
there's a role that's happening and that people can take in the pushing forward. So if there was a if, if there's a question that you think that everybody out there would want answered, what do you think that might be? If you if you what's the question that you always hear that you just wish, oh, I just wish everyone just knew the answer to this? It's more like a statement. Yeah. Everyone thinks they are doing everything right and they don't understand the concept of diversity. Oh, we are diverse. We have people from several places in the world. But diversity is more like this. It comes to the inclusion. Right. So, yes. and I think this is something we all need to be more conscious about, how we make to feel everyone welcome and engaged. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Okay, so um, I'm just going to see, I'm going to scroll through my questions here just to see if I thought about anything that... Actually, I do have a question because I'm not really, uh, I'm a fifth generation Canadian, so I don't really have the sort of the, the scope and the eye on the, uh, immigration and immigrants who are coming to um, Canada, Alberta in particular. But I do know the stats on the the immigrants are actually entrepreneurial and mm -hmm. they push forward and they actually start businesses and successful mm -hmm. businesses. And so the, the women that you're bringing are looking to uh, join other companies. They're not looking to be entrepreneurs necessarily to begin with. But how does that play out, do you think, in the ecosystem? You mean if they're at one point looking to be yeah, an so entrepreneur by themselves? Or? Well, um, people who come from anywhere in the world who leave their, their home country and go to another country tend to be entrepreneurial because they don't, they're, not, they're not necessarily fitting in or there's no roles or jobs mm -hmm. when they get there. All the reasons that could happen. And so as, as women are coming to, as immigrants to a new country, maybe transplanting their families if they have one, how, how hard is that for, for people who are coming into, especially in the tech sector? Well, in general, to relocate yourself from, I, I always like to say, from one place of the ocean to the other, is not an easy one. You leave family and friends behind, you might come with your close family, However, out of the experience, I can share my own experience. It probably takes six to 12 months to adjust. Mm -hmm. What I see also with the woman we brought so far, there is an amazing support system. So specifically being a woman and relocate to Canada in general, there is a support system. And all of them got connected very easily. Nice. Um, what we do from our side, we do introduction as well and connect and, and try to make the, the relocation as easy for them. And, and we're all humans. We need, we need to meet That's people. Right. We need to have a social network, right? And so, um, I, I think they are very welcomed. Cool. So that's a funny thing to say on a podcast. Cool, man. Cool beans. <laughs> <laughs> My immature, amateur podcasting interview style. <laughs> um, so just as we sort of wrap up here, what's the what's the thing that you're most proud of these days? This is a question everyone needs to answer. <laughs> If I look into myself, I'm probably most proud of how many countries I live in mm. and what I learned through this because I think living in different countries, meeting different cultures, um, It's the biggest gift we can receive. Agreed. Agreed. And so we should be welcoming the people who are coming yes. to support our tech industry here in Canada, Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary. Do you have other offices? Uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto, Kitchener, Montreal. 
Right. Okay. So everyone can check out Van Hack if you're looking for uh, tech gurus who are coming from all over the world. Uh, and we know that there's plenty of open positions here in Calgary, especially considering talking to Stephanie. Well, in the podcast uh, notes, we'll provide some contact information if anyone's inspired to contact you and find out how they can get involved or hire somebody or get involved in one of your events here in Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto, Kitchener. Um, and then that will be a wrap. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate you <laughs> sort of on the fly coming in on our, your what, two days or three days that you're here for the Stampede. And yeah, it's really exciting for me to have a chat with you because we haven't talked in like maybe two years, a year and a half at yeah, least. exactly. So nice to have a visit and, and get to know each other again. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-source, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This podcast was made possible by a generous contribution from Zinc Ventures and is hosted by volunteers from Rainforest Alberta. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.